3: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
1: hello everybody and welcome to hurricane's replay on this friday night hurricanes are in clemson south carolina for a showdown with number one ranked clemson it's raining 63 degrees and raining in uh, clemson south carolina chance of rain tomorrow is almost almost a hundred percent and uh gonna have a lot of rainfall here in uh, clemson south carolina tonight our show brought to you by williamson cadillac your premier luxury dealership williamson is miami they will have a sellout crowd tomorrow of uh, 19,000. Of course, Memorial Stadium holds 81,000. They will have 19,000 inside the stadium on what is expected, unfortunately, to be a rainy night. And uh, tomorrow, at kickoff, it's expected to be 69, between 68 and 70 degrees. And the weather forecast, again, for tomorrow is uh, right at kickoff at 7:30 is for rain. chance of rain tomorrow, raining right now in Clemson, South Carolina. So uh, the Canes and Tigers look like they're going to play in perhaps some sloppy weather tomorrow. Nonetheless, nonetheless could be a game of big plays. Clemson's formula for winning is always Get more big plays than their opponent and take the ball away more often than their opponent, and they've done a great job in in uh, protecting the football. Clemson has had eleven or twelve straight games with one turnover or less, and of course, Trevor Lawrence, uh, their quarterback, has gone three hundred and fourteen passes without an interception, longest streak in the country, third longest streak all time in the ACC. His last interception was at Louisville, on October the 19th so uh, 11 straight games without an interception meanwhile uh, Don Bailey Jr. is going to join us here in one moment but let's hear what Dabo Sweeney had to say about this game against the University of Miami
0: well got uh, got the biggest challenge that we've had all year for sure and uh, in in Miami this is a, a really really uh, complete football team. Uh, man, Manny's done a great job down there. And, I mean, they got, they got dudes everywhere. Uh, pretty easy to see when you turn the film on. Uh, you know, offensively, they're playing with a lot of confidence. They're fast. This quarterback is a, is a special player. Uh, running backs are, are physical. Uh, they, got, they got speed and length outside, tight end. They got two tight ends that are probably, you know, uh, first two-round type guys uh, at the next level. Uh, very experienced offensive line, uh, play incredibly fast, uh, incredibly fast with their tempo, and uh, got, our, got our hands full for sure. Uh, and they're balanced in what they do. But, uh, you know, looking at, uh, you know, their quarterback, I mean, he's – He's a great quarterback. I mean, he can do it all. There's really nothing he can't do. He can he can make all the throws, and uh, and when he runs it, I mean, he's he's a running back. Uh, he, he's got that mindset too of a running back when he takes off running. Uh, very physical. He's averaging 5.4 yards after contact. Uh, so. This is a, a very very physical player and he's averaging 15 yards of scramble. Uh, he's made some huge plays in the passing game and again just just a, a really good scheme and, and uh, a big challenge for us. but good players all across the board, like I said, very experienced up front, a uh, bunch of starters back and uh, you know you, you mix in this quarterback and and all of a sudden you got the recipe for a lot of success so, uh, that's what you've seen in their in their first three games, and then defensively, um, you know they got a lot of special talent. Uh, you know, starting up front, I mean, just they got the Player of the Year from from Temple AAC uh, Conference Player of the Year, who's there, and, and then that number 15 man, he's a, he's a he is a long, uh, physical, violent athlete uh, coming off the edge. The guys inside are great players. Um, I mean, just you know. got a bunch of guys that can run on the back end so this is a this is a complete team uh in every facet uh, of the game so we got our hands full but we're excited about it look forward to to the challenge uh that's for sure uh this is this is the way it should be it gets tougher as you go it doesn't get easier as you go gets tougher and uh so we're we're super excited about uh, another night game in the valley and and uh you know game day and all that stuff uh but uh for us you know, proud of our team uh, and all that they've accomplished in the first quarter of our season. You know, being three and um is the good news, and and also the good news is we're three and 0 and we hadn't come close to playing our best football. We got a lot of improvement improving that we can do, which is very encouraging. Uh, and that's our job as coaches to to get us better. But um, you know, I think we're in a in a good spot from a health standpoint, and hopefully we can uh, continue to you know have good success in, in doing what we need to do. Um, you know, the rest of this week, uh, we've got two more tests Wednesday and Friday and, and hopefully get good results there and got everybody, everybody there ready for the show uh, Saturday night. Don Bailey tomorrow, Miami
1: and Clemson from Memorial Stadium. Clemson, South Carolina, Death Valley. Hurricanes go in number seven in the country. They also go in tomorrow as a 14-point underdog. They are going to see right now by far the best, well, I guess Alabama right behind them. But right now, the best team in the country, a team that executes at a really, really high level.
4: For our Hurricane fans, you want to know how good the University of Miami is, you'll know by, by midnight tomorrow night. You want to know how good De'Eric King is, you'll know by midnight tomorrow night. The thing that I think that is important to realize about this game, Joe, and I'll talk about this more tomorrow, is that this game is not the season. You can't, if you win this football game, you can 't let it affect you in a, in a negative way if you lose this football game you can 't let it affect you in a way that hurts you the rest of the season. This is a game where where you come out you better come out a more mature football team and a more mature individual because you are facing the big show you're facing the big the best team in the country you're facing five-star recruits you're facing uh, a coach that's seasoned and a program that has been in many many games they've been this is not their biggest game this is not their biggest platform so it's going to be a tough challenge for miami if things fall their way and they play at their best there's a heck of a chance they can win 7.30
1: 7.30 kickoff. We'll be on the air with our pregame show at 3.30 in the afternoon. Let's uh, tackle Clemson's offense. No pun intended. But if you are going to stop them, you need to tackle them. If you don't tackle Travis Etienne right away, he's going to score. He's going to go to the end zone for a touchdown. This is an offense that is the ultimate. They will take what you give them. They are not afraid to play uh three receptions for a first down. They'll throw it short, throw it short, throw it short until you stop it. They're not going to force anything, and they are very confident, and they just execute at a really, really good rate.
4: The turnover numbers, I think, was what is the most impressive when you're when you're looking stati- at them statistically, and they just lean on you. I, I think you're 100% correct when you realize that they are going to take what you give And if it's a three-yard catch, well, they feel that they have the talent after that three-yard catch to make a 12-yard run again. So you you turn something that's three yards into 15, and they do that constantly. And I really believe that Travis Etienne may be the most underrated player in the country. If he was somewhere else with this production and wasn't overshadowed by receivers and overshadowed by defensive players and overshadowed by a quarterback – He very well may be one of the top players in the country and should probably be considered for a Heisman Trophy. Uh,
1: This is an offense that that Clemson runs. They get the big play. They don't hunt for the big play. It just seems to come naturally. They say uh, they want two more big plays than their opponent, no, four more big plays than their opponent, and two turnovers, to take uh, the ball away uh, two more times than their opponent. That is their formula For winning, but they've got so many weapons. I think if you're the University of Miami, you almost have to boil it down to two things. Can you stop them on third down? Right now, they're converting 55%, which last year would lead the nation. And they are 12 for 13 scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Those are two areas where they are exceptional and two areas where you got to find a way to win.
4: Miami's going to have to tackle. You You say, well, really? That's part of the game. Yeah, it is. But you've got to tackle. And you've got to be the first guy that gets there, whether it's against Lawrence or whether it's against ETM or whoever it is to be determined. If it's one of the receivers that make a catch or the tight end that's getting involved now, you better make the tackle. Miss tackles with the explosiveness that all of their skill players have are the recipe for disaster.
1: Trevor Lawrence, big, strong probably underrated with his running Uh, he makes it look easy but when he wants to unleash one he'll let it go he can let it fly in fact I think he sometimes holds on to the ball just so his receivers can outrun the defensive back
4: very observant and correct he is he there's not anything that he lacks if you were if he's the Frankenstein of quarterbacks he has all the pieces the body's perfect the arm's great and again you know, he just can hurt you with his legs, and you're not gonna you're not gonna bring him down single-handed. You might a defensive end might bring him down. You know, Phillips is a guy that matches up well with him. But if you try to arm tackle him, he'll snap your wrist.
1: Clemson defense uh, always very good, always very complex. Brett Venables has been there for a long time, the right hand man for Dabo Sweeney. They've got 13 sacks, 10 different players. Now they've had to shuffle some players in and out because of injury. Uh, nonetheless, they replace one five-star player with another five-star player.
4: Yeah, that's that's the phenomenon of Clemson right now and, and how they've done recruiting. They've been top 10 the last five years. This last recruiting class was number one in America, and they've got some f- freshmen participating now. You always think that they're going to run out of players. They don't. They have truly reloaded during this run of wins that they've had. I think defensively, Brent Venable's style is aggressive, but there's a passiveness to it also. He will not expose himself to big plays, and he puts the pressure on the quarterback. That he's going. He, his philosophy is really what everybody should be, is I'm going to make sure that guy has to beat me. Can he beat me for 60 minutes of football? I'm not worried about a play here, a play there. Can the quarterback not blow the game with what he's going to face on my side of the football for 60 minutes.
1: Uh, Here's an area where Miami cannot get dominated. And once again, we get out to the receivers on the perimeter. And I bring it up because three of Clemson's top four defensive backs are former five-star players. And if you watch them play, I call them voluble. They are talking all the time. And on top of talking all the time, they grab and hold on every single play. And you have to play through it. You're not going to get a flag on every down. You have to compete. The Miami wide receivers tonight, they have to compete on every play for every reception.
4: You'll know Miami is not affected if you don't see them throw their arms out like to the official, hey, what's going on here? You can't do that. And you sound like the the receiver coach. Coach Lincoln says that's the answer. This is, this is how the game's going to be played. And by the way, if their corners are holding us, we're going to hold them. This is tit for tat. You've got to play through the 60 minutes. If you think you're an NFL-type receiver, we're going to find out tomorrow. If you think that you are a five-star in college or a four-star in college, not the young man that was in high school with that star uh, ranking, then you'll find out today. But they've got to make the catch They've got, especially, you can't blow the gimmies. That's the big thing. You know, the, the circus catch, well, those are 50-50 balls you're going to win and you're going to lose, but you've got to make the sure thing.
1: I might have said tonight, I'm so excited, I'm speeding to get there. But uh, tomorrow night, uh, one of the things that Miami has to do, and obviously we know what the result was the last two times Miami has played Clemson. Uh, one of the common denominators in both of, both of those games is that it was over after the first quarter. Miami's got to compete in the first quarter. they got to try to see if they can uh, have this game hanging in the balance after halftime.
4: You're right, and to be able to go in and make adjustments. But the first quarter on the road is a standard uh, conversation that you want to, you want to win that, that first quarter. But statistically, it is so glaring that, for, that Clemson dominates that first period of play that you've got to be concerned with it. You can't be conservative. You can't try and hang in there for the first quarter. You've got to go in there and try and win the first quarter.
1: If Miami scores in the first quarter, it'll be the first time anyone has scored on them in the first quarter this year. So that will be important. I think uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to tomorrow night is Miami does have a more experienced team, more mature. Zach McLeod, Bubba Bolden, uh, Quincy Roche, Jalen Phillips. Uh, they've got some guys will, with a little bit of age on I'm I'm hoping that maturity uh, somehow, some way does help them.
4: I hope it does too, but I don't want to lose sight of the fact that Clemson has been playing two more games a year than everybody else. Those two games are for championships and that they do a great job of exposing all of their players to four. You know, Last year was the four-game rule. Everybody got the four games in. So while you look at the roster and you you see some sophomores and some juniors and it's not a senior-laden roster, these guys have played, and even if they haven't played, They were as talented at their position as there were in all of the country coming out of high school.
1: Do you think Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback that Miami has seen in how many years? We saw Russell Wilson. We saw Tim Tebow. We saw Teddy Bridgewater. We've seen Sam Bradford. We've seen some pretty good quarterbacks. But this guy, in terms of his size, his strength, his ability, he's right up there.
4: You know, Joe, you may remember this because you don't forget anything. But when I saw Russell Wilson the first time, it was at NC State, yeah. and I made the comment that aside from Michael Vick, Russell Wilson is the most impressive quarterback that a college quarterback that I've seen. And people broke my chops a little bit about saying that. And come to find out, I was pretty close to being right on that. I think Russell Wilson was absolutely dynamic. I I, I think that. You know, he was banged around because of his height and the type of football that he played. He was at the beginning of this era of the RPO and the PRO and all the other things that go with it. To answer your question, for an NFL franchise, I don't look anywhere except at, Lawrence, at, at, at Trevor Lawrence. That's it. I, that's, that's my guy. If I got a chance to get him, if I got to trade two number ones to get him, I'm getting him. If I got to trade three number ones to get him or, or two number ones and a number two, I'm getting him because I've watched him. I haven't seen a fall, and he's tough. He gets up after he's been hit, and he runs the football, and you can't duplicate 6'5". No, you
1: can't. Well, it's going to be exciting. We'll see how De'Ara King responds. be very interested to see uh, the plan that Ren Venables comes up for De'Ara King. I think, I think he's going to, like you said, take the fight to him and try to force De'Ara to win the game with his arm. I think he's going to try to box him in.
4: He should. I mean, that, that I, I think that's what jumps off the film. So w- the question will be, and we'll discuss it more tomorrow, are the tight ends going to be big in this football game? They better be. Is Cameron Davis – Harris, excuse me. <laughs> Cameron Harris, is he going to be able – to compete at this level because he's already, he's leading in rushing yardage over ETM. Well, let's see. This is a showdown, so let's see what it is. Miami
1: and Clemson, tomorrow with 7:30 kickoff, our broadcast will begin at 3 30. We'll continue with tonight's show right after this. Let me talk to you for a moment about Williamson Cadillac. I was down there today at Williamson Cadillac. Saw former University of Miami wide receiver Jermaine Chambers doing a great job for Ed Williamson and Carol Williamson and ed williamson and williamson cadillac has been a part of miami's unique community for over 52 years and williamson cadillac serves this community with the same essence that represents the people who live here because williamson is miami now i mentioned i was there today and boy oh boy the dealership just looks spectacular you can visit their state-of-the-art facility located at us1 and 104th street just south of the palmetto expressway when i was there today i picked up an xt4 one of their unmistakable XT crossovers engineered to stand out. The XT4, XT5, XT6. I'll be wheeling around town now in a 2021 XT4. Smooth, comfortable, roomy. There's another gentleman there today. He, too, was uh, uh, buying a car, and he was looking at the CT Sedan Series. He said, Joe, I love these sedans. Why not? They're dedicated to performance. Or you can ride in the original icon, the Cadillac Escalade. You can check out their entire lineup online at williamsoncadillac.com. Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami. It's in the forecast? Kickoff temperature between 60 and 70 degrees and rain mainly in the forecast. For Clemson, their goal is their big plays. They consider big plays, runs of 12-plus yards, pass plays of 16-plus yards or touchdowns. They want four more big runs and five more big passes than Miami. And uh, Dabo Sweeney says that uh, in terms of looking for big plays the metric that he follows if you have more if you have two more explosive plays and win the turnover margin you win 98% of the time so if you have more than if you have two more explosive plays than your opponent and you win the turnover margin you win 98% of the time that's what he says we'll follow that trend tomorrow their defensive line Clemson on the defensive line. Now, they're missing a couple of guys uh, for a variety of reasons. One of those is Justin Foster. Uh, Tyler Davis uh, is expected to play tomorrow night. He's from Apopka. Uh, Tyler was a second-team All-ACC player, has just one tackle so far this season, but he is he is a really good, sound player. Xavier Thomas has not played this year, 6'2", 270-pound defensive end, but I tell you who has played, Brian Brazee. Brazee is six foot five, three hundred pounds. He's a freshman. He was the number one player coming out of high school, five-star, number one player coming out of high school. True freshman. He'll start tomorrow. Next to him is Miles Murphy. Murphy wears number 98. Brazee wears number 11. Murphy is six foot five, 275 pounds. He was only the number three player in the nation, also an All-American. So Brazil the number one player, Murphy, the number three player. Now, both of those guys are freshmen. So we'll see if Miami's offensive line can handle those two characters. They are listed as a 4-3 defense, but they often end up in like a Three-three-five formation, and probably the ringleader of the defensive line is K.J. Henry, who wears number five. Meanwhile, for more on Clemson, where they are, where they're going, why they've had so much so much success, joining us now from the Clemson radio network play-by-play man Don Munson. Don Munson, the voice of the Clemson Tigers, uh, joining us now, the outstanding voice of the Clemson Tigers. Don, thanks so much for being with us on the show. Uh, first, let's let uh, let's go this way. Usually 81,000 in the Valley for a game, especially a Saturday night. <laughs> What's it going to be like uh, Saturday night? What's the atmosphere going to be like?
2: Well, we'll allow we we'll, we allow about nineteen thousand into the stadium, and and I would tell you that those nineteen thousand made an impact last week against Virginia. There were actually a couple of times Virginia offensively coming to the line where they stepped back because of crowd noise that was going on in our state, which shocked me to be honest with you. Uh, to think that you only have you know a fourth of your bowl basically is is full, but uh, the way that that Clemson has spread out the seating uh is has been really really good so it it looks like you know all around the uh, stadium people are are seated and everybody's socially distanced and everything but they were able to make some make some noise last week and make an impact so uh i think that that will be the case Uh,
1: you know um clemson obviously on one of the great runs in the history of college football a couple of weeks ago chris fowler asked me a question about old university of miami and i said when they took the field, it was it was Kirk Carruthers at Florida State who summed it up best. He said, "We thought we were going to win, but Miami knew they were going to win. And I kind of feel that way about your your Clemson teams. It seems like they other teams might think they're going to win, but Clemson always knows they're going to win
2: Well, you know, I call it belief versus hope uh, is is what it is all about, Joe. I mean, it, it is. you go back and you look at those, those great Miami uh, teams and that great Miami run that they had, the the FSU run uh, that, that they had, and I think that what's going on right now with with Clemson is that I think you're absolutely right. I think that Davo Sweeney has this program right now that every time that they step on the field, they believe that they're the better team, and they believe that that other teams have to play up to their level of play, uh, and whereas other teams come in here, you know, hoping. Uh, to to pull off uh, the upset and um, that I think that that is a huge advantage I I mean that's that that may sound conceited but it's not I, I think that you and I both understand what what I'm trying to say here and there is a difference when it comes to that
1: can you explain the continuity that Dabo Sweeney has had not only on his roster but also in his coaching staff and how in an era of transient time how he's able to maintain that continuity
2: well, one is that people like being here. They like living here in the Clemson area. Uh, what they do is, uh, obviously, Clemson has this family deal that, that, that they are able to sell, able to cultivate. And it's true. I mean, it absolutely is, is true. If you've ever been to Clemson, South Carolina, I know that people, maybe they're in Miami thinking, Clemson, South Carolina, why would I even want to go there? Well, the lakes, the mountain, the beach isn't that far away. I mean, it's not like, obviously— 30 minutes away like it may be in miami but it's an easy it's an easy drive to, to get there all the things to do uh that are that are here in the area and he pays them well i mean uh, you just look at the the pay scale of this assistant staff and not just the assistants, but also the the support personnel uh that goes on i mean that's there's there is financial um you know comfort here and there's also i think a lot of folks who just come here and realize this is a great place to raise a family
1: don munson the voice of the clemson tigers is with us don uh, trevor lawrence his impact not only on the clemson tigers but college football
2: yeah trevor has has grown uh you know exponentially i think over the summer months everything that has happened in our country uh you know really since joe i guess the last time i saw you was Uh, Face to face was in Greensboro Mm -hmm. there on March the 11th. And, you know, but starting really with March the 12th and that 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 whole time frame that we've been through is but Trevor has been one of these guys that uh, has just grown. I mean, he's he's just grown as a as a person. You've you've, I've watched him even mature even further the summer and what happened here and all the um, racial equality stuff, I think, was for our program was really good. Uh, because it it forced people of all races, uh, not just black and not just white, but all races, I think, here uh, within our program to kind of, you know, take heed as, as to what has been going on and to what is happening and to, and to realize, I think, just how much they care for uh, for their fellow for their fellow student and for uh, their, their fellow member of, of of this program. And so I think all of that has been has been really good. And Trevor obviously was one of the leading uh, guys in that he and Darian Renscher really uh, a guy that was a walk on. And the two of them actually became fast friends once they actually got, you know, when they met as, as just freshmen. But um, I think the two of them have really been able to help each other out and help each other grow just personally. And then you see what he's been doing on the field as well. You can see that that confidence that he kind of picked up from that over the summer months has, now been applied to the field, and he's playing at a very, very high level.
1: Well, he doesn't throw an interception, uh, and when he wants to, he can really let it rip. Uh, I know he's got this streak going of of passes, consecutive passes without an interception. What was it, sometime last year, the last time he threw a pick?
2: I Louisville was the last time that he threw a pick, as as a matter of fact. So he's gone 314 passes now without a pick, and I can't, I really can't tell you the last time where I thought that a defender had their hands on the ball that, Oh my gosh, this is going to be a pick. Um, you know, it, when it happens and it's going to happen, he's going to throw a pick at, at, at some point in time. It won't shock me that it's one of these where uh, either a defensive lineman deflects it and it bounds high up in the air, or it's a, a pass that probably a wide receiver running back tight end should catch. And it goes off their hands and bounces into uh, a defender's hands. I don't think it's going to be one of those that is thrown just right to a defender.
1: Is Travis Etienne the engine? Is he the guy that makes the offense go?
2: Yeah, we all talk about Trevor, but I think the most important person on this team is Travis. And you're going to see it when number nine is on the football field offensively, Clemson is, is very, very special. Now, when he has to come off the field, when he has to get a blow, and they make a sub at running back, there is there is a, a a significant difference in what Clemson can do offensively. So that means that's a challenge to all the other guys that are out there on the field when Travis is not on the field. They've got to raise and they've got to be able to elevate their game, particularly the running back, whoever that running back is, that's going to come in and sub for Travis. Their game has to elevate. There's pressure now in that, and I think that they realize that, but, uh, but it has to happen. But, no, Travis Etienne, is as is as special a running back as I have seen in a in a long, long time. And you you're gonna have to make the I think when it's all of a sudden done, you'll have to make the argument should he be considered among the greats, because when you all of a sudden look at his numbers and what he's what he has done over his career, they, they rank up there with, with the with the best of the best.
1: I'm watching Clemson's uh, Clemson defense, your defense, and I feel like there are twenty two guys on the field. Uh, this is a defense that is fast, it's physical and guys have great length; they cover a lot of territory.
2: Oh no, they and and they, you know what Brent Venables does in the in the defensive coaching staff. They play a ton of guys. I mean, your your spot board there better be full because <laughs> I guarantee you we're gonna we're gonna play a bunch of people on on the defensive side of the football. I mean, it seems like you know uh, we've played as many as ninety six already this year total. Obviously, last year, you know, we had we had two games where we went over 100 players played in a game. But they're going to play a bunch of people They're They're not just 24 deep. You know, this is a this is a team uh, I think that legitimately can go 30 deep on the defensive side of the ball. And that's an advantage because that means that you get to keep fresh bodies in there. And they do a they do a great job of rotation, particularly along the defensive line at linebacker you'll see plenty of, of guys also in the in the defensive secondary as well
1: it seems as if uh, uh, people at Clemson are excited to have the University of Miami roll in there listen to Dabo's press conference earlier in the week and uh, seemed as if uh, they're really trying to hype up the matchup and it isn't a great one one against number seven but uh, what is Clemson what is Dabo what is his coaching staff thinking about in terms of the University of Miami
2: Well, you know, obviously very respectful of what Miami is bringing in here, uh, particularly because of of what's going on at the quarterback position. Let's let's be very frank. King is a guy that he definitely affects the game, uh, not only because of what he can do with his arm, but because of the way that he can extend plays, because of the way that he can run uh, with a football. I mean, he's he's a difference maker. And then he has weapons. I mean, you look at, obviously he starts at, at tight end, um, with, with what happens there. I think you all probably have some growing up a little bit to do at wide receiver and not maybe just growing up, but just making sure there's consistency there, that there's not that drop ball that comes at the most inopportune time. Um, running back, obviously, has, has been by, by committee, but this is a team that's shown that they can put points on the board. And, and Joe, in the college game, I mean, a team that can put points on the board is the one that you fear the most because both of these teams obviously can move the ball offensively both of these teams averaging you know better than 40 points per game and when you are any head coach and you start taking a look at those at those numbers i think those are the teams that you fear the most even more so than a team that is dominating defensively because you know okay i can score i mean i probably can you know figure out a way to put more points on the board but when you have two offenses like this colliding then just about anything can happen
1: two more things for you. what what do you see what have you seen through the years uh in terms of trying to slow down the clemson offense i i think the only way you can slow them down is you got to figure out how to win third down in the red zone uh but but what have you seen uh from uh different teams trying to figure out how they're going to slow down that offense
2: well i think it's and it's one of those where well, you just have to choose your poison what's what's your poison going to be how do you what do you want to try to to take away? Okay. If you're going to bring a blitz package and you're going to try to pressure the quarterback, then you better be good on the back end of things because, you know, they're going to try to take advantage uh, of that against you. You know, okay. If you're going to blitz this, then we're going to look for the quick passing route uh, to get, if you're going to decide, all right, we're, uh, we're going to try to take away the run. Then Clemson's going to throw it against you. So, I mean, it is, it's one of those, just
4: choose your poison.
1: Finally, the, uh, the mindset of the Clemson Tigers last year, again, into the playoff. By the way, I thought the Ohio State game last year was one of the great college games uh, of all time, One of the, just a great spectacle. Uh, obviously, LSU, they were a buzzsaw. But but the Clemson mindset in terms of uh, going to the college football playoff every year came up a little bit short last year, but they've tasted the winning. Is its it is – it, uh, motivation to get back there is there like a revenge factor what what do you think their mantra is for the season
3: uh
2: you know they don't there is not a revenge factor uh there and i know that sounds maybe a, a little strange from from that standpoint joe but one of the things that that i appreciate most about coach sweeney and what it is that this is the biggest game of the season. It's always the focus is on what is right in front of you. It is a week-to-week focus. It's What's in the rearview mirror has happened. That, that, that has happened. They're, they don't feel like they're defending anything. They don't feel like they're trying to chase anything. Winning a national championship is not a goal uh, of Clemson football. And so he loves it, and he just loves going week-to-week, playing your best this week. And if you go out there and, you know, play, if you just give me your best, whatever it is today – And Coach Sweeney says, I'll accept the consequences of that. But if you go out and you don't give me your your best, then we're going to have some problems. And I love that about about Coach Sweeney.
1: Don Munson, the voice of the Clemson Tigers, has been our guest as we preview Miami and Clemson. Don, thanks so much. Have a great call.
2: Appreciate it, Joe.
1: 3.30 pregame tomorrow from what's expected to be rainy Clemson, South Carolina. 7.30 7.30 kickoff for the Hurricanes and the number one-ranked Clemson Tigers. Number one-ranked team in the country, by the way, has a pretty good win streak going on. The AP's number one-ranked team has won the last 51 straight home games. So whoever's been ranked number one in the Associated Press poll, when they play at home, they have won 50 one straight home games that goes to the number one ranked team so that's what miami's trying to snap tomorrow hurricanes last victory against number one was back in 2000 against florida state miami has beaten the number one ranked team in the country nine times and clemson has won 46 straight on a saturday their last regular season loss came on a friday night game against uh, syracuse That was their last regular season loss, so they have won 32 straight regular season games, 24 straight inside the ACC. This is Hurricanes Replay, brought to you in part by Williamson Cadillac. Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami, and uh, here on Hurricane Replay, we did talk uh, earlier with Hurricanes head coach Manny Diaz about the upcoming game against Clemson and also look back at where the Hurricanes are at three and zero. Happy to welcome you back to the Manny Diaz show. Joe Zagaki, university of Miami head coach, Manny Diaz, Don Bailey, Jr. The Hurricanes are inside the top 10. The Clemson Tigers are on deck after a bye week And, uh, so up next coach, the team that has really dominated college football, a really good opportunity now for your squad.
3: Yeah, it's a great challenge for us. Um, you know you if you look at the way that clemson has built their program um basically over the last 10 years and 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 you know and how Dabo had to do it in the early days and and they kind of got their culture right and they, they got the recruiting right and and then really what kind of sent them off into the stratosphere was when they started getting the the that that special quarterback in there and you know and it started with taj boyd and eventually onto deshaun watson and, and now with trevor lawrence so uh, they obviously play extraordinarily hard on defense and, and play great defense there. And you play hard on defense, you got a, you got a game-changing quarterback. You feel like you can beat anybody at any time. And, and, uh, and so they're a program that's used to winning. Uh, but all that being said, it's, it's, it's exciting for our guys. I mean, I think our guys are up for the challenge um, to go up there. It's, it's one of the, the best stadiums in college football. And even though no matter how many fans they let in, um, I think our guys are ready to, uh, to play.
4: Manny, I was approached with a question today. Oh, you're playing Clemson. You're playing Clemson. They're number one. They've been to the titles. They're they're one of the greatest teams the last five years in college football. But that's why you're at Miami. You want to play Clemson. You want that challenge because in reality, that's the competitive side and the competitive type player you want at University of Miami.
3: Well, let's. And let me again. Let me draw back to Clemson and and their rise to becoming where they are mm-hmm. now. You have to play in these games to learn how to play in these games. That's right. And the only way you learn how to play in these games is to get in them. Um, you know, when we played them in 2017, Clemson looked like they were playing a game. We looked like we were playing the occasion. And it took us about a quarter to snap out of it and to start actually playing. And by then, it was too late. And so that experience of just what it takes to just be in a game, you know, they have really good players. When you make a mistake, they're going to punish you. That's what good teams do. But you still control whether you make a mistake or not. You know, so again, everyone doing their job on either side of the ball, um, they have some players that, that, of course, you have to be aware of, as any great team does. Um, but we still have the chance to control our performance. And the only way to not control your performance is to do what we have not done the first three weeks, which is you're not present, you're not playing the next play, you're not staying connected and staying together as a team. And those things are all we can control.
1: You know, I think one of the things about their program, Clemson's program, in order to get to where they are now is one word, patience. They had a lot of Patience. And it evolved. It didn't just go from uh, where they were, which was a, a six and seven team or a six and six team, to playing
3: fifteen games a year for the last five years. Yeah, I think uh, I think in Dabo's third year they went seven and six or six and seven or something seven, like seven. that, and then the next year they made the Orange Bowl and they and they lost. They gave up seventy points in the Orange Bowl, um, but it was all part of it. And 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 getting his right people staff wise, he's got great stability on his staff, which is important, you know, and and. Uh, and they do a great job of making people want to stay at Clemson, uh, you know, staff and players. And but all of those things take time, and uh, and you can't skip a step. So it's it's fun for us to see where we're at now in our program, and and, and get to um, you know to sort of lock up with those guys and see where we're at.
4: But coaching never stops, does it, Manny? When you when you look at back to the Florida State game penalties were a a problem they were a lot more we had three the first game and we had almost three times that amount against Florida State and the coaching points continue the effort the importance of strength and conditioning and and you talked about it the the off week is as big a challenge as the game is going to be
3: well yeah I mean for let's unpack that in a couple ways obviously the penalties the um, the most disappointing ones we did have a couple pre-snap penalties but the most disappointing ones we had some you know post snap penalties you know we had the um you know Jalen Phillips of course with the two on like conducts that's a great teachable moment though Mm -hmm. you know I mean obviously the great emotion of that great play um but you have to learn how to ride the emotion you know and and um, and Jalen felt terribly about it and and then I think one of the neat things is that you know he leads the game and the ship sails on the guys that go in all play very well without him so I think that that idea of, like, listen, I, I, you know, I can never put myself in front of the team is a great lesson, and Jalen gets it better than anybody. Um, the bye week is a different deal in 2020, though, because of everything that's waiting outside this program. We know this virus is relentless. Um, the numbers, as we know, in Dade County and the state of Florida are going down, down, down. Our restrictions are starting to loosen up, and it's just still important that our players have got to do all the right things in terms of mask usage, socially distance. I mean, these type of deals because we have got to, we've got to protect the program because I think what they've seen is when we do, we've got something worth protecting. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, I want to see that team right. in that locker room um, at the end of the Florida State game. i love to see all those guys running out of the tunnel up there in Clemson. Now, I should mention on
1: campus, at the University of Miami, the numbers are really low. It's been a very, very safe place. Uh, for students and student-athletes, so that's really good with uh, the outstanding leadership that you've had here on campus. Uh, also sh- should mention, Derek King was ACC uh, Player of the Week, and why not? He played great, and uh, what have you seen in his evolution since really, I guess, the beginning of summer? Uh, now you've got three games under his belt, and I think we've almost seen three different kind of Der- Derrick Kings with one common denominator, pretty darn consistent.
3: Yeah, well, I think it's been neat. You know, it's sort of similar to the evolution of our offense over those three games. You know, I mean, obviously, UAB, we're going to pound them. Uh, I think our passing game was a little bit off rhythm that first game, but but Derek showed the magic of his legs. Um, Louisville wanted to drop a lot of guys. They had some issues, though, and that that maybe some cracks in their coverage that we could exploit on some explosive plays, and and lo and behold, we did. Um, FSU, a little different mentality. Hey, for the most part, we're trying to keep the ball in front of us. Uh, we're gonna drop eight guys the covers. we're not super concerned about pass rush. And again, we're gonna try to dare your quarterback to go back out, you know go out there and and, and, and make the plays. Um, and he did. Our, our efficiency was was outstanding. We We won P and 10 10 out of 11 times. That means the first play of the drive, possession and 10, we were efficient on offense, which means we're getting four yards or more, which means we are getting into second and six and you know, and that's why our third downs were so good. I think we had a dozen third down and six or less. So we were a much more efficient offense, even though we didn't create the crazy 74-yard touchdowns that we did against Louisville. Our efficiency through Derek's play um, was through the charts.
4: Coach, the wide receiver position has struggled off and on the last couple years, and they seem to have really starting to put it together against Florida State. You saw great improvement there, and even saw Michael Redding come in, and I can see why he's on the field. He's a big, big, long guy that's very, very strong, and you're going to see more of him, I would imagine.
3: Yeah, we really like Redding. Uh, We like Keyshawn Smith. We like all of our our young guys, Restrepo as well and Warsham. I think you will see those guys more. It would be great to get Jeremiah Payton, uh, back in the mix, you know, you'll you'll be seeing him on the field a lot more. And then the three older guys, I think they're all making plays. You know, I, I think they're starting to learn the level of, of consistency in terms of their conditioning level that they can do it and they can push through. Um, you know, Mark Pope makes a great catch on third down. Mike Harley makes a great catch on a slant on very tight coverage on third down and how cool two years in a row. D Wiggins on the big post against Florida State, that kind of, you know, last year really was a backbreaker. I mean, it made it 28-3 this year. It's hard to call it the dagger, but – But it was definitely a humongous play and really set us uh, on our way to a blowout victory.
1: All right, that was a good win against Florida State. And now on to uh, Clemson, as Coach mentioned. Very big game for the University of Miami. Clemson, well, they're accustomed to playing in these games. Rain in the forecast tomorrow. Rain in Clemson right now. Uh, We'll be on the air tomorrow at 3.30, kickoff at 7.30 for Miami and Clemson. Let me talk to you for a moment about Williamson Cadillac. You know, Ed Williamson will be glued to this one with his lovely wife, Carol. I was down there today at Williamson Cadillac, spoke to a former University of Miami wide receiver, Jermaine Chambers. He said, Hey, Josie, key to the game, wide receivers got to make big plays. I said Jermaine you're not only good at selling cars you're good at football analysis as well and Ed Williamson and Williamson Cadillac have been serving this community for 52 years with the same essence that represents the people who live here because Williamson is Miami and uh, Jermaine ushered me into an XT4 today beautiful crossover smooth quiet outstanding performance you can check out the XT4 the XT5 the XT6 you can view their entire lineup Online at williamsoncadillac.com. You can excite your senses if you're in the mood for a sedan, the CT sedan series dedicated to performance or ride in the original icon, the Cadillac Escalade. Williamson Cadillac, you can visit their state-of-the-art facility. It is at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway. Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami. We'll see you tomorrow. Miami and Clemson, we're on the air at 330.